ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. It was a brief act of mutiny, lasting just 36 hours. But what does the armed rebellion in Russia across the weekend mean for the future of the Russian state and its leader, Vladimir Putin? Today, co-host of the Kremlin File podcast, Olga Lautman, on what was the biggest challenge to Putin's leadership in decades and what might come next. Olga, what a week in Russia. An attempted coup, followed by a quick retreat by its instigator, Yevgeny Prigozhin. It's fascinating to watch what's been unfolding. Yeah, this is, uh, has been definitely a very captivating uh, weekend and week. Vladimir Putin is fighting for his survival. The Wagner Group of mercenaries, which Putin has relied on so heavily to fight his war in Ukraine, has gone rogue. Two things have We basically saw it all come to a head when Prigozhin decided, you know, to storm towards Moscow. I do believe that this was planned months in advance and executed in a professional style. Okay, so Prigozhin, he's the head of this Wagner group. He has since turned up in Belarus, hasn't he? Because the president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, has confirmed that since. Our first round of talks lasted about 30 minutes and we talked mostly in swear words. Yes, and I frankly don't believe the whole story that he will go to Belarus and and basically live in exile because uh, Minsk is identical to Moscow. He is at risk in Belarus as he's at risk inside of Russia. Mm -hmm. The chatter is that Putin is looking to eliminate him. President Lukashenko, he was, or he says he was, vital in stopping this mutiny. I suggested to Putin not to hurry. I said, let us talk to Prigozhin and his commanders. He replied, look, Alexander, it's useless. He won't even pick up the phone and doesn't want to speak to nobody. I said, a bad peace is better than any war. Do not hurry. I will try to contact him. What's he had to say? Again, I frankly do not believe that story Mm -hmm. because anyone who has watched Lukashenko over the past, you know, a few years, particularly since 2019, he's been literally the puppet of the Kremlin. But it's very, it's not plausible, just like it's not plausible that, you know, the Wagnerites and Prigozhin are going to move their forces into Belarus. It's hard to get a clear reading of exactly what's going on. Vladimir Putin, he has spoken as well. He's spoken a televised address to the nation after this attempted coup. And then again to Russian troops. What's his message about all of this? Well, it's very interesting because in the, you know, since uh, Putin came to power, 
he has never lost his cool. He's always controlled the narrative inside the country. That was the first time that you actually saw him, you know, in fear. The organizers betrayed their country, their people, and even those who were drawn into their crime. They lied to Basically, he issued a very strong statement against Prigozhin and, and against the Wagnerites mm-hmm. without naming um, Wagner or uh, Prigozhin, but clearly we knew who he was referring mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm called them traitors and that, you know, they will be prosecuted for treason. Now he's basically trying to whitewash what happened. And that actually infuriated all the propagandists. I mean, they were livid. Uh, The comments that were coming out from very influential military bloggers who, you know, each have a million plus followers, they were enraged with the fact that this was put in speech and that basically they were like, you might as well not have come and delivered anything. Mm, okay. So in this address to troops, President Putin also thanked the Russian military and security forces for preventing what he said would have been a civil war. What about Prigozhin? What's he had to say? Because he did release an audio statement. So he released an audio statement basically, again, you know, showing that this is far from over because he made, uh, you know, digs at the Russian Ministry of Defense. Prigozhin continues to be critical. This is far from over. Mm-hmm. And as far as Putin, Putin addressing the military, you know, he clearly realizes, if anything, um, these events over the past weekend showed Putin very well that he does not know who he can trust within his security services, Ministry of Defense and intelligence services, because you had these columns of tanks driving through cities, taking over one of the most strategic and important military headquarters in the southern district in Rostov. And then driving straight to practically 200 kilometers from Moscow, and no one pretty much was stopping them except bulldozers and a few helicopters that the Wagnerites shut down. So, you know, he right now himself is worried, and I think he's trying to show his loyalty to the military, but he understands that it was the military and factions within different agencies that allowed uh, Prigozhin to go this far. So Putin, Olga, he's clearly trying to paint this as something that he was always in control of and that he's still in complete control. But you've said that, you know, this isn't over yet. So what threats could Putin face now? Oh, this is the beginning of the end for Putin. Now his uh, end to power, I believe, is going to escalate because... You know, he showed his weakness. He was in hiding as uh, tanks were storming through Russian cities, heading towards the seat of power. We're going to continue seeing Putin unraveling, his stability unraveling, and Russia unraveling. Um, And I think it's going to escalate from here. Antony Blinken, the US Secretary of State, he says the aborted revolt really does expose the cracks in Putin's regime. Uh, They've had to defend Moscow, Russia's Mm -hmm. capital, against mercenaries of Putin's own making. 
You mentioned Russia unravelling, and I can see in the UK, Whitehall has issued a warning that we should prepare for the sudden collapse of Russia. What do you think it means by that? I absolutely am in agreement with this statement because I've been documenting all the signs over the past several months, and I absolutely believe it. Because look, right now, Putin, over the past several months, you have had Prigozhin crossing unthinkable lines. Um, you have had the military bloggers crossing unthinkable lines in supporting Prigozhin. And then you just have all these different factions fighting with each other. I mean, over the past six months, there has been practically a war between the Chechens and the Russian Orthodox nationals over a mosque that is supposed to be built inside of Moscow. And then you have the Chechens fighting with the Wagnerites. You are going to have a lot of factions inside of Russia because it's a very vast country with many minorities. Mm. Usually this is how it happens. You see these fractions appear and then it uh, swiftly escalates and then suddenly you find yourself with a collapsed Russia. And then with Russia and historically it usually happens very quick. Yeah, right. Okay. So as you mentioned, Russia is a fragile, multi-ethnic state. So there's a lot at play there. In your mind, if the demise of Putin comes, how will it come about? Will there be a successful coup? Is there an uprising? What's the most likely scenario in in your mind? Well, the most likely scenario is it will come from within. It's not going to be an uprising of the people. It will either be an uprising of militants or various factions, or it just comes from his own, um, the people around him who will take him out. Mm. Because the elite and the oligarchs and pretty much everyone surrounding Putin has real come to the you know realization that they will not have Ukraine and that Ukraine will win and with every month that goes by the west is providing more weapons Ukraine is getting stronger and they realize Putin is not going to fulfill his objective so they definitely will move to take him out and it'll be from inside either one of his agencies or it could be through Prigozhin will we might see an act too Okay, but Olga, even if Putin is gone, even if he is removed from power, and that is still a a big if, I suppose, Mm -hmm. what sort of Russia will we have? Will it be a better Russia or do we not really know? I hate to say it, but it definitely will not be a better Russia just for the fact that it's the security services who control the country. The system needs to be broken, and until that system of corruption and betrayal and, you know, and cruelty is broken, anyone who is put as the face of the new Kremlin is not going to change the real nature of what is happening inside. Olga Lautmann is a senior researcher at the Centre for European Policy Analysis and a co-host of the Kremlin File podcast. She's based in New York City. According to US officials quoted in the New York Times, at least one senior Russian general had advanced knowledge of Prigozhin's plans. 
This episode was produced by Veronica App App, David Cody, Flint Duxfield and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening.